Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Welcome to or welcome back to the Communicate for Good podcast. I am Erica Barnhart, your host, and we are diving into part two of a three-part series on how to become a competent public speaker, one word at a time. In the last episode, I laid out the three steps. Number one, prepare. Number two, plan. And then number three, practice. Today, in this episode, I'm going to talk about planning. But let me give you like a highlight reel from part one or step one. Do I recommend you go back and listen to it before listening to this? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, But I also know from my own experience, like I listen to a ton of podcasts. And oftentimes when I hear that, I'm like, that's not going to happen in this moment. So I may be projecting, likely, like you may be somebody who will stop and go and listen to the last episode. But if not, I wanted you to like have the highlights. Okay, so... I started with the premise that you are most likely already speaking in public. And guess what? That makes you a public speaker. However, I may believe this all I want, but you may not believe this, which is why the first step is to prepare your mind. Okay. You need to rewrite those limiting beliefs that are rolling around in your subconscious so that you can, over time, not overnight, but over time, see that it's possible for anyone to become a confident public speaker. You know, I was sharing with a colleague and friend that I was recording these because I just I feel so passionately about about people feeling confident when, when they when these opportunities come up and being mindful that that's not the norm. And I was like, anybody can learn to become a confident public speaker. And she said, How can you say she said, How can you say that with such confidence? And I said, well, I've just seen it happen so many times um, with so many different types of people. So I believe that this is possible for you, but that doesn't matter. You need to believe everywhere in your body at the cellular level that this is possible for you. And that's about releasing these limiting beliefs and replacing them with uh, beliefs that serve you. Okay. So we covered that. Preparation involves identifying why you personally, are so afraid or not in love with or however you would phrase it for yourself with speaking in public. I walked you through some scenarios so you could pick the one that you wanted to work on, either just mentally or like actually paper and pen or, you know, fingers to keyboard, whatever, uh, as you listen to parts, this part in particular. So again, if you haven't, go back just to listen to what those scenarios may be because different settings impact us differently. For some folks, like, you know, for me, being in front of a bunch of people, no problem. I love it. You know, in the last episode, I talked about how I grew up doing theater. That was impactful and helpful in many ways. So big crowd, no problem. You know, when I lecture as a professor, I prepare for sure, um, but I'm never like, that doesn't fuss me. You know what fusses me? And I shared a specific example when, you, when I'm in a smaller setting with like people I don't maybe know as well and I have to like come up with stuff, I don't love that, right? So we're all different. 
Okay, so, but getting clear on what those settings are and why for you, that gets the butterflies going, okay? So we went through all of that. We also covered why you need to identify your living team beliefs around your ability to be a confident public speaker. And then I shared a way to bridge from where you are and who you are today to the version of yourself. This is future self work, super powerful still. It's that future version of yourself that totally owns your public speaking prowess. It involves, of course, single words, two to be precise, an adjective to describe the energy or the vibe you want to bring to the situation, and a noun to describe who you want to be, leader, ally, expert, etc. You take those two words, you put them together, and you put them on repeat until you can feel yourself embodying that version and like lots of visualizing, like, who am I when I am this version of me? Lots of visualizing. You just put it on repeat till you can feel it and see it, right? Weird sounding, possibly. Effective, definitely. Okay, so that's your highlight reel from the last episode. Step one, technically you can move on to step two, the planning, which is what we're diving into. But in my experience, skipping that part, like I really feel like this is this is why so many people are freaked out by public speaking is because we actually start with step two, this planning piece, and we skip over step one. I don't have like statistically significant evidence, all right? So like support that. It's what I notice, right? When I start working with folks around this, I'm, is that that step one hasn't happened. So a lot of magic happens in step one. Okay, on to planning. Shall we? Let's do it. Now, to manage expectations, I will not be in this episode or the next one being like, here's exactly what you should say, because I can't write a speech or your talking points for you. Um, in general, you know, I coach, and so we're going to come up with them together. But also, the actual words are going to be specific to you, to the situation, whatever. So I can't give you, like, the actual words if you want to go, obviously, to the next step, you know, reach out. We can we can co-create those. Generally speaking, I'd love to think that someone could go from terrified to terrific in terms of public speaking with, like, no additional support. Just listen to these podcast episodes and you are there. I would, I would, say I would think about these as, like, a jump start. A jump start. But you can walk through this by yourself. You can get a colleague or a friend to kind of help you through it. But ultimately, you're the one who needs to find the words that resonate with you given the public speaking opportunity uh, that's in front of you, okay? So with planning, this will be a surprise to no listeners who have listened to this podcast for any length of time. We start with the Claxton method. What, who, and then how. Now, I want to say that a couple of things. So let's just in case you're brand new to the podcast. In general, the Claxon method is you start with what does success look like? This is true for any communication moment, okay? What does success look like? Who is your target audience? And then how are you going to connect with them, engage them, reach them? It depends on the situation, right? Now, what, who, how, what, who, how? Importantly, with public speaking, you know, oftentimes you know your foo, Right? So you may know that, fill that in, but then go back up to the what, 
Okay, what does success look like? What are the outcomes I'm hoping to achieve? All of those things. And also be sure to really dig in um, with your target audience. What do they care about? Why are they going to be, you know, at the board meeting, at the, you know, whatever it's going to be. So definitely get into the the feel of, of all of that. But do not, here's so important, don't go on to the how. No howing until you were clear on the what and the who, as always, all right? But I just wanted to sort of name the fact that with public speaking, you know the who oftentimes, and you know a lot about them sometimes. Like if it's a board meeting or a leadership team meeting or something like that, like you really know these people personally. And so you can use that to your advantage, okay? So let's circle back to the what, because this is a two-parter when it comes to public speaking. The what becomes kind of a two-parter. So part one is the use, you know, what does success look like? And again, however you like to phrase that, what results do I want to achieve? What are the outcomes I need to achieve? However you want to paint that picture for yourself, but be clear, all right? Be clear on that. Now, part two is a game changer for most folks, okay? So here, here's what it is. It is asking what do you want your audience to feel, know, and do? Feel, know, and do. Note the order. Feel, know, do. You might have heard, this might sound familiar to your, I've talked about it in previous episodes for sure, but I've talked about it in this, in this sequence, feel, know, do. But oftentimes, and you might have heard it, there's no feel, do. So the, it's fine, it's fine. Right, but it's not in the order that actually aligns with how we op- how our brains operate as humans. So, as neuroscientist Antonio Damasio said, we are feeling machines that think, not thinking machines that feel. We actually lead with feeling, not thinking, which for some of us, myself included, <laughs> especially when I was f- first getting comfy with this, that was uncomfortable. Right, like we want to be linear and logical and, you know, be be making these decisions. Um, and we get there, that's fine. But we feel our way to that, like for being honest about what the science tells us. So you will get better results if you start with how you want someone or some people to feel. I'll give you an example. And the response to this question, this gets to the one word at a time, make it one, maybe two words. This example, it ended up being two words. Okay. One or two words, not like all the feels. It's not a laundry list of feels. I hope they feel this and then it is bad. What's the thing, right? And this is because this is the energy that you're going to channel. So I was working with this wonderful client and we were doing a bigger, a bunch of different work kind of around like how, how could she bring her full amazing self when she was communicating and then speaking in public, uh, included speaking in public. And they were going to be raising some significant funds. And there was an opportunity for her to like speak in front of a lot of people, but there were potential donors. So this is great. And we were, we had some elements to like the narrative, this fundraising narrative that was going to be consistent, but it was time to pull them together for this specific audience. So we're working that we had what success looked like. We knew who the audience was. We're circling back. And then the feel part was kind of tough for her to identify at first. And so she was, you know, talking out loud about what she wanted them to know and and what she wanted them to do. And as she talked, like she was getting more and more animated. She said she wanted them to know about the injustices facing the people that her organization serves. And she wanted, this is the doing, she wanted that audience to like become vocal advocates for their work, 
right? To become people who would speak up for the people, you know, on behalf of the people to whom these injustices were happening. And like, as she's going, she's getting there. So I asked her what that would look like. What would it look like? And then she got really fired up and she said, and then we circled back and I'm like, so if that's what it looks like, how do you, like, what's the feel there? And she's like pissed off. (laughs) And it was great. She kind of like surprised herself a little bit, I think. She's like pissed off. Like, I want, this is not right. This is not right. And so that, right, so once we had that, I mean, you get the vibe, right? The energetic vibe off of pissed off. And not in like an angry way, but in more of that like, geez, really? Seriously? That sort of incredulous way. And so as we developed her actual, you know, talking points and then the speech, we'll talk about that in step three. We wanted to bring that energy, right? And so we picked stories and we picked examples and we picked an arc that like really got them to this place where at the end they were like, what the what, what? Of course we're going to speak up on behalf. If she had picked a different feel, that that whole speech would have evolved very differently. It informed, could have been like informed. That's the feel, like I feel informed, that's good. That wasn't what, that wasn't going to get them to this, like, you know, I'm going to be an advocate for. So it's two words pissed off. I think it's two words. I suppose sometimes it's hyphenated. Then it could pass as one word. It's two words. Still, it's only two words. And and again, this part's important because then you can channel it. If there's too many, then you're channeling a lot of things and it's not, it doesn't work as well. Okay. Another example, a really different example. So I wanted a juxtaposition of feels. Not uncommonly, I am coaching leaders who are moving their organization through some sort of change. And I was working with this leader and, um, you know, the the new vision had been kind of revealed, not kind of, it had been shared widely, like, this is where we're going, this is the strategic direction. But they were in the messy middle of like, what what does that mean on the ground? What does that mean for teams? What does it mean like for people's jobs? And so there's a, there was like a lot of angst because they're in the messy middle or the neutral zone, right? As, as Bridges would refer to it. And so as we were working this, there was an all staff meeting for this leader's team coming up. And they were they like, they really were like, I, this is an important communication moment for me, right? Because of what was going on. And so as we worked through it, at first they said safe. I want them to feel safe. And then as we talked about it more, that the word that we landed on was actually assured. She can feel that, but that's different, right? And it has a, because it has a different feeling to it, we, again, chose the words differently. Like assured is a bit more, I would argue, cerebral, right? And so, and so picking those words and sequencing them in a way where by the end, people are like, okay, I may not know all the things, however... I feel assured that this leader of mine is going to share with me, you know, the information as it becomes available, right? That they could, you know, they could be open to what they needed to know and to navigating through the change being led by their leader. So just another example. And I'm not saying that, you know, pissed off or assured, I don't know what your scenario is that you're working with or something that's coming up. What I want you to hear is start with the emotions, start with the feelings, because that will that will really inform how you structure the specific words you choose, opening your close, like all the everything. Okay, so start there. 
So that's the two-part what. And again, I mentioned this, but you may already know your audience. So you might do a what, who, what, do, see, do, something like that, right? Where you start with what does success look like, get crystal clear, and then like, okay, I know who my target audience is, get in there, their heads and hearts a little bit, and then what do I want them to feel, know, and do? So I'm just off the cuff going to start referring to that as the what, who, what, do, see, do, because that's fun for me, and I hope for you. As you go through uh, your day and week after listening to this, I wouldn't do the what, who, what, do, see, do. Importantly, you don't get to move on to the how, like before doing the what, who, what, do, see, do. I won't keep saying it. Don't worry. It's just feeling fun, right? In this moment. Don't move on to the how for the the reasons that are covered in so many different episodes with so many different applications, right? Like this is the, before you get into writing your talking points and then full script if you go there, really get clear, like hold yourself accountable. And this is why it's great to have, you know, a colleague working with you or a friend or, you know, a coach, someone like me, who will be like, whoa, whoa, slow up. We're not, we're not going there yet. Now there is a treasure trove of information out there in the world about, because we're in the step two, which is planning, right? About structuring, like structuring speeches, sequencing key points for clutch meetings, all of those things, that's also part of this phase. But like I said, there's so much out there. And so I'm not going to go into the specifics of that here, just because I feel like it's 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 covered. And so you could literally Google it and and come up with so many, so many examples, so much information, so many frameworks. You know, there's the three-part, you know, arc and all of these things. The hero's journey, just to name a two, two off the top of my head. I think the unique perspective that I can offer on this and that I really want you to take away is don't even go there until you have what success looks like and the feel no do in place. And then go and Google and you'll find all sorts of things. And if you want help on that, I'm here for you. So those are the first two steps. Number one, prepare your mind. Number two, plan. Um, In the next episode, we're going to go into practicing I can't wait to share a fresh take or two on that because it is a, it is another moment in this process that I I actually really love when I'm working with clients because like you hear you're like practicing you know but I think part of that comes from the fact that we don't honor who we are as individuals when we get to that step often it's like you have to do the you, you got to just run you have to run it right off like we're not honoring and so I'm going to talk about how can you source from within knowing who you are and how you get to a place of confidence. That's where we're going next in the next episode. In the meantime, dear listener, do good, be well, and I really look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, head on over to www.claxon.communicationnos.com.